Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm DM Neil, aka Jote Maniac. And I'm DM Sage, aka Staff of Sage. Yes! Um, which we'll just cut straight to the chase. You know that it means we're gonna be talking about magic cards. Oh yeah. That that's just how this is gonna go. So I pitched it to you to come back on. And you pitched to me the idea of doing what? So, uh, within the these wonderful packs of magic cards, each of them features beautiful and breathtaking art on so many cards, and oftentimes very um, interesting characters. Ones that are named either in the form of legendary creatures, or ones that just are appearing in the art as like sort of the subject, or in the background, or or whatever. And so, I thought it'd be really fun. Um, to you know, take the art on these cards and to use it to inspire ideas for NPCs or maybe new characters that we can play in new campaigns, and to come up with like a three sentence backstory and then their main motivation, but also a fatal flaw. You know, what's that thing that they just can't give up and that you know that makes them uh, more grounded and more real um, for for your campaigns? I love it. I immediately love it because I'm. As I told you, I have way too many magic card <laughs> packs that I bought. I don't know. I got super aggressive. Not that I ever intended to really play that much, but then I bought way too many. And then usually, okay, here is my secret tip for the magic lover, for the Pokemon lover. I don't think, I mean, maybe some sports cards as well. But for me personally, Rite Aid mm-hmm. is the number one go-to spot. Interesting. Because if you go to a game store, there's a supply and demand scenario there where they can upcharge a pack of cards. True. Um, if, it, if it's a set that's harder to come by, if it's a booster, anything, they can really kind of set the price where they need it and want it. Rite Aid does not have that ability. Mm-hmm. They have to sell it at the normal price. But what I have recently discovered is that when you get your Rite Aid discount, it applies to everything in the store. Oh. So I'm paying like 20% off any pack of cards that I buy there. Smart, smart. So then, like, I got good. I got in good with because uh, I open a lot of Pokemon packs with the kids. Of so course, I got in good with the people that work there, and I actually know when their when their delivery day is, <laughs> and I nice. go check. Yeah. So every time I roll through, I usually buy a couple packs, and then same with the magic. So okay, so all of that out of the way, and then also speaking of cards, you kept saying art of the cards and it made me think of Yu-Gi-Oh and heart of the cards. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we have, we each have a pack and we certainly each have many more packs that we could open as well, but we'll oh, yeah. start with one and we'll see what happens. So I have a Strixhaven pack and you have, I have Crimson Vow, which is set on the Gothic horror plane of Innistrad. So I wonder if I'm just remembering this incorrectly. Cause what had happened before there was like the true, holy matrimony of magic and D when they're writing full-fledged books is that they had primers as well and i'm trying to think i think innistrad was one of the primers primers oh the pdf that they would release yeah. the um uh the oh what was it called it was like 40 pages yeah they would do those for one of each of the planes they did have one for innistrad um actually so what's really interesting is that um Wizards really didn't want to produce books uh, like, you know, D&D related, like setting books, like um, because the guy who wrote all of those, you know, pitched that idea to wizards and they're like, no, we are not doing we're not crossing these two worlds. And so he, you know, he took the initiative and he, you know, published these uh, himself. And then eventually 
they revisited the idea and they're like, okay, we, we really are. We are going to try and tackle this now. And that was when they created the setting book for Ravnica, which that guy is like, has been the head designer for all of these um, magic inspired D&D books that they've published. Uh, okay. I'm trying to remember what his name is. Aha. Between 2016 and 2018, six plane shift articles. Plane shift. There we go. For Amonkhet, uh, Dominaria, Innistrad, Ixalan, Kaladesh, and Zendikar were all set. And along with an Ixalan set adventure. Yeah. Aha. So there you go. So um, if you go to the show notes, um, I pointed them. You don't see that, but you know, it, you could feel it. You could you feel, feel it. How- yeah, yeah. So if you go to the show notes, we'll have a link to where you can grab that Innistrad um, plane shift article because those, like I said, are um, usually 40-page documents that are just kind of how the world would work. I think one of the most interesting things, and unfortunately I don't remember which plane it was from, was that they took the Kraken, but they made it like the Storm Giant. Basically, the Krakens in oh, the yeah. ocean were like intelligent and these powerful beings. That oh, were, that yeah. is on Theros, um, which actually, which is an actual book that was released. But that's okay. how that's how they talk about the some of the the bestiary um, and how you could adapt those like stat blocks that already exist in in D anD D because Krakens are sent are as like the omens from Thassa, who is the god of the sea, and they're like yeah, hyper intelligent uh, okay. creatures. Yeah. Who, <laughs> so cool it was such an interesting and whatever you guys everyone listening you get what's happening this is this is how gymnastics works we're lifting the mental weights because it made me really look at the you know the term reskinning of like what i want to mm-hmm. make something else but then the idea is always akin to pulling something from somewhere else like if i look at one of the monsters let's say the dodongo from zelda and how am i going to reskin mm. that to bring it into D? but the most mm-hmm. interesting aspect is the fact that like with the magic you're reskinning inside i mean it almost is like very it's very different because then you're taking the storm giant and then turning it into the kraken Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, you've unlocked another piece of my brain. I feel like I'm leveling up. Yeah. I'm literally leveling up. Ooh, that would be a really fun exercise that we should do in the future where you just flip to two pages in the monster manual and you try and make one have behaviors or tendencies like the one that you flip to. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> I'm, literally, I'm literally writing this down. Okay. So as I do that, how about you open your pack and then right, we'll, yes. we'll jump in. Get that sweet ASMR of the... <laughs> All right, so looking through here, see if we can find some sweet art. Ooh, that one's pretty good. Okay, notes made, and then I too shall open the strict saving. Ooh, 15, all right. Fifteen card booster. I've got, I've got my characters here. I like them. There's a lot in strict saving because I realize, obviously, like it's going to focus on people a little bit, probably more than some others. Yeah, because they're all like magical students. <laughs> okay. Okay, I've got I've got three already, and then if we need more, I can get more, I'm sure. Nice. Alright, so the one I've got here, um, which is uh the card's called Falconrath Celebrants, and it's even in this like cool showcase frame. But it depicts these two uh two young women who are very clearly vampires, and it's in this like bottom up shot, so you're like looking up to them as if you're like you're their their victim or um and so they are just like both wearing these uh very cool very gothic uh like 
gorgeous ball gowns that are accentuated with this like sort of leather and sort of plate armor and they're both like cheersing with these glasses and in, in d- deep in revelry and with the two of them here i don't know i could see them as uh, with these two women i could see them as uh like heiresses in the like in the you know like a like small local town who have like recently have taken over this lordship and now they're just like bringing this like hugely weird and different in uh life to this like small town populace and with that their vampirism and that's perhaps why they've accepted this uh this lordship within this small town because now they have a whole new unsuspecting population to feed on um and so that i feel like that would be like their main motivation and then like their fatal flaw could be that um they always just seek out attention and validation and like you know any Mm. any attention is good attention so eventually they get found out and just like rushed out of town and have to go find new sort of hunting grounds (laughs) to go to and they're they're easily persuaded with like finery (laughs) or with connections good oh that's such an interesting flaw i'm just like if you could have kept it yourself you'd probably been fine but you couldn't so <laughs> but you sure couldn't <laughs> oh i love it okay i feel i feel like I, I have someone akin because i have the reckless amplomancer um then they have a quote from the character that says linear growth what am i a first year uh and it's this elven with like a really sweet haircut, but um, casting this spell that looks to be like just ripping things apart and just like almost, almost have like a Fibonacci circle going on in the, in the hand. And it's just super impressive. And so I think that that's, that's that same thing is just that the flaw. And then we can work backwards. That flaw is like taking it that one step too far, but I feel like it works most of the time. But that in, ends up being that fatal flaw is, you know, the... The arrogance. Yeah, going too far, you know, and the, some of the classic stuff that could be the catalyst for a campaign is summoning forth some sort of magic that then needs to be reversed. And is that that you've destroyed an area? Is that you've summoned a creature you shouldn't have? Um, those kind of things. But I think for the most part that they are extremely charismatic. So some of those minor flaws, they can kind of smooth over pretty well. They already mm-hmm. have favors. They have connections. They have all these things. But then it's that fatal one that where they just go one probably even two or three steps too far and then it's just like uh oh there are no favors that will save me now so so do you have another one Ooh, i have a pretty good one um this is a vampire slayer a human soldier as their creature type and it has this uh this nightscape this city nightscape with like this rain falling and like the blue blue mist rolling in the background and in the forefront is this young woman who she's got these really, really cool braids and dark skin. And she is holding in one hand, like kind of off to the side, this like big F off crossbow. And she's just like wiping the blood from her mouth with the other hand. And in the background, you see this like vampire who is just like has these arrows sticking out of them. And yeah, so I can imagine, yeah, the, the local bounty hunter who has been uh task to take down these uh you know this like local vampire co- cohort 
And that could even be like a plot into like, you know, this is, you know, it's not just one vampire, it's multiple vampires that now that they are maybe asking the party for help with. Um, and they, let's see, their main motivation. She looks really tough and badass. So I think she is doing it to like, I imagine, like really to perfect the craft. It's like she wants to be the best. She knows she is the best. But her flaw is that, you know, she, because she feels like she's, she's the best at doing this, she like overextends in like in protecting mm. other people. And that puts her in way too dangerous situations way too often. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good though. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. Okay. So this one, I think it veers a little bit, but, but we'll, we'll bring it all back. So I have the card in front of me tome shredder um Ooh. and it looks kind of like this incorporeal wolf who's literally eating a book um and the quote is uh quintorius would you care to explain why you didn't complete your homework um we're just gonna throw, <laughs> throw it back to the old adage that the dog literally ate my homework um so what it made me think of and it's only because I looked it up. I'm not going to act like I remembered this. But in season three, episode two, the post credit scenes on that Rick and Morty episode where <laughs> the wolf comes up and Jerry's like, ah, and he goes to hand him a bag of chips or his unemployment check. Oh. And basically, <laughs> basically, it's like, you can tell the difference? Yes. Unless my sorrow fuels you. Oh, and then he just howls into the night and eats his unemployment check. <laughs> so that's kind of where my head is with this, is that there is an intentionality with mm. like what's happening, that there is a sentience um, going on rather than just being this just random creature, that there's something behind it. And I think that the reverse of some of the stuff that we've gone for is that that fatal flaw is that it finds a connection with one of the party. Uh, mm. And so then that kind of tips the hand of what's been happening. And then does the, you know, does that party member kind of have to make amends for the choices that the Tome Shredder has made and very likely will continue to make. And also what an interesting conundrum you would find yourself in because i mean if we're going completely down that same road it's like basically this creature feeds on the sorrow of others and so you'd have to like feed it meaningful things is mm, like, yeah like this love letter that one of the party gets and then you feed it to this spectral dog and this, <laughs> so the price to of, pay yeah so just a lot of i think there's a lot of potential there that you could you could do fun stuff with that's very cool. I like that a lot. Ooh, this this dude is cool. All right. So this is called Hook Hand Mariner. And Ooh. uh so it's this uh so it's like very like uh green looking stone uh like doorway. Um and we see this individual from like looking back at us from over their over their shoulder. And they look like they're really tall, really buff, and but on for each of their hands they have hooks, um, and so they look like they're you know wearing sort of like uh, what you would expect, like maybe a pirate or a sailor to wear that kind of garb. And I can see like, oh man, so how do they how do they end up with double hook hand? 
and man, fighting, fighting, oh yeah, fighting the kraken. Their their ship got attacked by a hyper intelligent uh, kraken, and they managed to make it out alive. Ex- you know, but sacrificing, you know, holding open the jaws of this so that they could let their one their first mate go. But the the jaws clenched and took their hands in the process, and they were barely able to make it to shore. Their motivation now. I mean, I feel like you could do a very typical like. Moby Dick, white whale, like, mm. no, he's got to get revenge on the Kraken. <laughs> or take, or maybe instead of, like, knowing knowing how dangerous that is, but instead tackling, like, a cult who could be dedicated to and worshipping this Kraken Ooh, and, yeah. like, hunting each of them down and finding them and being like, stop loving this thing. It will only <laughs> destroy you in the end. <laughs> how could you, you fools? You fool, yeah. you know not what you bring into this world. <laughs> Just shaking hands. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, okay, so I have this one that says, infuse with vitality. Um, so it's an instant, but it has two people on the card. And so it says, Dinah ra- raised her cup to Killian's lips, and for the first time in his life, he knew compassion. And to be frank, I couldn't decide who I really wanted out of the two because it looks almost like a kind of standard mage um, on as Killian, who's then receiving the cup from Dinah. Um, and I wonder if that that's Dinah's fatal flaw. And I know we kind of hinted it, at it with a previous one, but just being willing to help no matter the personal mm-hmm. sacrifice. Like that's just their, the calling that they feel. Um, and so it could be a good resource for the party as someone that they know they can always go to, but then it's that fatal flaw is that they'll overstretch to accomplish like kind of anything that anyone asks, which I mean, I, I feel like that, that may hit too home, too, too close to home for some people um, <laughs> uh, as, as those that are willing to say yes, even when they should probably say no. Um, oh man. That's, so, that's so, my fatal flaw. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> oh, this one's too real. Edit it out. No, but that, so I think that that's, that's really good. And I, I, yeah, so I like that one because I, even seeing this character in the setting that they're in, like they're they're in the city, but it almost feels like they would be more comfortable being somewhere else. But they're they're choosing to put themselves where they can help the most people despite that discomfort. So that is that is mine. I think we're we're doing great. Let's say one more each, because oh, I like okay, all right, yeah, I got one. So this one is called uh, Mischievous Cat Guys. And the, the flavor text on it is, I never get any knitting done, but I don't entirely mind. And it's the image of a ghost cat playing with a ghost ball of yarn. What? <laughs> Incredibly cute. And so <laughs> I can imagine like in uh, in a house, like may- maybe that's in like some long forgotten part of the woods or or as part of a whole entire ghost town but um you know like an elder an elderly woman who you know has her from whatever tragedy had stricken this area now she is forever haunting this place accompanied by her little cat ghost playing with the cat yarn and <laughs> and she'll and her thing is because during her her fatal flaw would be you know during the course of her her life you know she never finished any of her like knitting projects but now in death since she can't she's finally found closure with that <laughs> maybe maybe as a as like a as like a plot hook is like 
for any of like the crafty characters. Um, maybe if they complete one of her projects for her, she can be released in, from from haunting this place. Oh yeah, she's like she can finally yeah move move on. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay, so I found like the darkest card I could find. <laughs> so this one is called Necrotic Fumes, and the flavor text is: When live specimens aren't readily available, Wither Bloom mages make creative use of ragged spirits clinging to long dead bodies. Wow! And so this is like a very kind of like worn down skull that this mage is like ripping the spirit out of. But then what I notice on the hand that like one hand's holding the skull, the other hand is kind of like drawing forth that spirit. But what I notice is there's actually like a tentacle kind of wrapping around that. But then there's also this bandolier of like all these potions and things like that. So I kind of think that they're well-versed, you know, so that's kind of like one of those things is they're well-versed, they're well-read, that, you know, mm-hmm. it's that, that combination. It's not just book smart, it's street smarts, I'm going to go out, I've been doing things. But I think that that's kind of where I would want their fatal flaw to come into play. Mm-hmm. Is that, interestingly enough, they're delving not too deep, but too shallow. Like they're mm-hmm. going in too many different places. And so then like they're crossing the streams in this weird way because I like, I think of like the old one and like, are you doing some necromancy? Are you doing some necromancy on one side, but you're doing some warlocking on the other side. And then like you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're mixing eventually oil and water. And then like, what does that cause? Are you causing rifts outside of yourself because you have these two warring patrons, if you will, behind you, yeah that are that are wanting to like gain the resources of this individual but and now they're fighting on a more like even potentially celestial level to get this person and this person is first off completely oblivious because that's really funny <laughs> of, yeah, of course of course yeah has no idea that they're causing all of these just like existential dread out in the world because they're mixing too many things together oh yeah very like very very greek myth for sure <laughs> Well, we have done it. We have done it once again. Okay. So if you liked it, if you liked what you heard, you can head over. You can give us a review. You can like us on Apple Podcasts, any podcatcher that you have. Um, But as always, the number one way to pay your gym dues is to tell somebody else about the podcast that you think would enjoy it. Then, of course, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com or on Twitter at dmnastics slash at Joe Moniak and myself at Staff of Sage. And then for everything else on the network, you can head over to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. And of course, a huge thank you to the Bards over on Bombarded for our intro and outro music. And for everything else about them, you can head to bombardedcast.com. But rather than let these mental gains go to waste, let's head to taking your supplements. Taking your supplements! So, Today on Taking Your Supplements, I have the privilege of having literally no idea what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to hand it off and just be, be, I'll have the joy of being a listener with the added joy of just being able to say things. Um, I mean, I could shout them in my car, but um, that'd take too long to set up in there. So. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So something that, you know, I really love to hand out magic items like candy to my players and so something that I really do love is having magic items that um, grow and evolve with the characters. I think that's really satisfying to set up achievements that they can unlock into the game so that each character can have their own kind of like mini game um, and story over the course of the campaign to like, you know, deepen their relationship with the magic item. 
And so one supplement that's really cool that I enjoy uh, reading for inspiration is called Armaments of Legacy over on the DMs Guild. And it has, you know, just a compendium of magic items. And then it sets up, you know, what their initial powers are, um, what happens when they unlock the first tier, the second tier, and the third tier. And, you know, examples of how you can, like, uh, you know, where, where, this might have, where this might come from. You know, what connection this item might, might have. I just want to see more, like, level up magic items in the world, honestly. Yeah. Rich Lescoflair. There we go. Got it on the second time. It's also only $5 on the DMs Guild. So yeah. um, definitely check it out. It's a platinum bestseller. It's from a DMs Guild adept. And I couldn't agree more. But you said... So I haven't spent any time in, in this. I've, I've seen it, certainly. But I haven't spent any time in this. And so you mentioned something that I think is probably the most interesting piece, potentially, is that there are certain ways to level things up, not necessarily just arbitrarily gaining levels and then gaining levels with the item. Is that accurate to say? In in the sense that, like, um, let's say I had the only thing I can think of right now is like Warhammer mm-hmm. 40k blood for the blood <laughs> god blood for the and like so skulls it, for and, the skull throne yeah so <laughs> is it that kind of thing in that um to level up my sword it needs to be basically drink enough blood if you will or is it is that are those kind of things in this product or is it just inspiration for those kind of things um, so I think uh, for each of one, it sets like a standard thing that we're like at fourth level, like basically as, as you get through your tiers of play, it levels up. But I believe in the beginning, um, there is like some more examples of how you can make it more like story related. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I think is probably one of the more fun ways, especially how interesting it would be that like a character does certain things and then unlocks it. And it also, it, just by sheer happenstance, one of the most recent Matt Colville videos that he put out for helping with the game is basically like you kind of need a feedback loop in your game mm-hmm. that basically the the rewards that you give the players promote the things that got them the rewards that will then promote them to do those things so that they can get those rewards and then we loop, <laughs> we loop our way to the end um and then it was really interesting the way he was discussing like 4e did one thing i was trying to make it do another thing that's why it was never good for me it's good for this thing but it's not good for this thing just mm-hmm. like most editions have a thing so this is another way that like you could specifically give a character a weapon an item an armor and then you can create individualized feedback loops for each player because now you have a reason and a way that that, that loop can exist yeah, and you can make them tile together or be independent. It's like there's just so many possibilities and cool like plot hooks and ways to really tailor your story to the characters and bring in maybe aspects of their background or the relationships that they have in the world, um, which is just so satisfying as a player. So not only will there be a link to Plane Shift Innistrad, there will also be a link down to Armaments of Legacy. Right there. Feel it. You can feel me doing it. I'm, po- I'm pointing down <laughs> to the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> With that, though, we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym. Um, but before we go, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums, the Discord, the Twitter, and anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges, exercises, and other amazing conversations being had. To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforms.net and try some gymnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift?